Mic check, mic check, one, two. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of the Locker Room Podcast. I'm your host, Wyatt Lister, and today we have a very special guest, a personal close friend of mine, Luke Stiebel. Luke, how are you doing today? What's up, man? How's it going? I'm happy we to be here. Thank chilling. you. We are chilling. Luke, quickly just introduce yourself to the audience. Hey, guys. What's up? My name is Luke Stiebel. I'm a freshman here at uh, Chapman University. I play water polo at Chapman, and I've played water polo for about six years now. So I'm excited to be here, and thank you again, Wyatt, for having me. Of course, man. Anytime. Luke's going to give us some great insight on what it's like to be a college athlete at the Division three level, especially for water polo players. Okay, Luke, just to start off with, how would you get into water polo? Yeah, so one of my old coaches from high school and club, um, he's actually a family friend too. We had dinner one time, our families, and he told me to just come out to one of the practices when I was in seventh grade. So... I decided to go out and I was already playing uh, baseball, basketball and soccer at that time. So I was like, well, here's another sport to add on to the list. But I went out, to be honest, I did not enjoy it at all. The first practice, I got killed in the water, but I kept going out like after a month or two, eventually played my first tournament, a couple games, did pretty well. And I kind of just fell in love with it. Like I really enjoyed the guys on the team first off. And then Second off, I started scoring. I, I got more steals and stuff, so I kind of figured out how to play more on my own and with the team, and the coaches helped out a lot, of course. But it was kind of tough for me because, I mean, when you're playing four sports and you're still going to school and stuff and about to go to high school, you got to start quitting a few. So first I decided to quit baseball. I just didn't really enjoy it as much as I used to growing up, and then it was down to soccer and basketball and water polo, of course. And I knew water polo since I just started, I wanted to keep going. Like it, I really liked it and I wouldn't want to stop now after playing for only a few months. So I kept it with that, quit soccer after playing my whole entire life. And then uh, basketball, I ended up quitting too right before high school. And then going into high school, I just stayed with water polo and I really loved it. And I'm super happy with what I chose with. I mean, I wouldn't change it. Um, but yeah, so water polo it is. Water polo it is indeed. So you grew up playing multiple sports. You have two older brothers, Eric and Adam. How would you say those guys influenced your athletic career? Oh, yeah, a ton. I mean, both my brothers, Eric and Adam, coached me when I was younger in AYSO soccer and PVBA basketball. And then also my dad even coached me in baseball, too. So, I mean, I had my family literally coaching me was awesome and a really cool experience. I mean, every time that I would mess up, um, my brothers would just get on me and chirp me up on the way home from practices or games and tell me that what I'm doing wrong and making fun of me and stuff and then also like outside of practices and games on weekends when I didn't have school or something they'd want to 1v1 me in basketball or my brother would want me to shoot on him in soccer so just getting that extra work in was really nice uh, and they shaped my competitiveness because whenever I would be practicing or playing a game I would be like oh I did this last week against my brother let me do it again against these guys or something so they really helped me show me new moves and stuff like that and I'm really happy for my two older brothers to be my coach and be a big influence in my life yeah most definitely it seems like they were a lot of help for sure what was that experience like having to quit basketball because I know you pretty well and I would say you're huge in a basketball I mean, you can still get buckets anytime you want whenever we play pickup and stuff, but describe what it was like quitting basketball and really how you made your decision. Yeah, it was a big decision. I mean, I love playing basketball. It's one of my favorite things to do, especially watching it. One of my probably the most favorite sport to watch, especially when it comes down to playoffs and championships and stuff. But um, I mean, just thinking it was mostly 
uh, just the guys that I met on a team and water polo. I just, I, they were my homies immediately and we hung out outside of practices before practices and stuff. So just that was a big part of it. And then also I kind of got just worn out of basketball. I mean, I've been, I was playing since I was super young, like kindergarten, first grade I was playing. So eventually when you get to eighth grade, seventh grade, you kind of just, you just get tired of going to every single practice. You just get burned out a little bit. And I just needed something new. So water polo was a great like sport to come into my life because I was burned out of basketball and I'm like, okay, let me just go to water polo. It's a whole different thing. You're not running, you're swimming. So, I mean, swimming's awesome. I love swimming. So that's just the next best thing for me. So that's what I chose. Yeah, it definitely seems like you're happy with your decision. You've obviously made it playing a college sport. Now moving up to high school, you went to Palos Verdes High School. Would you say the water polo program is very well known in the Southern California area? Do you guys have alumni that play college sports in the sport of water polo from there or not really? Yeah, we, we do. Um, last year, we had a guy go to USC. This year, we have me at Chapman. And then we've also had other guys at Pepperdine, UCSB, um, UCLA a little bit. So just kind of a lot of D1 and then also some D3 schools. But for as a team at Palos Verdes, we're like in, we're set in D1. We most, most of the time win Bay League. My years, we won Bay League a lot, um, which is just like all the teams in our division area like around us um but yeah d1 we're not quite at the open division which is the top division the most competitive but we're definitely up there in d1 we uh we play well we definitely have some games where we should be winning but other games where we lost but it's overall it's just a great experience to be with the team and everything so you know you played JV as a freshman sophomore, correct? You yep. got moved up to varsity for CIF. What was it like being moved up to varsity as an underclassman going into playoffs? A whole different experience. I mean, seeing everyone in the water, seeing everyone so hype and stuff, and me being with my homies on the bench, I mean, it's it's still fun just seeing everyone uh, get ready for a game, a big game that we just want to win. It's win or go home. So just having that experience and then me knowing that I would be in the water my junior senior year during CIF and stuff is just a it's honestly unreal it's an it's an insane feeling and I'm super happy for the experiences I got and everything I would definitely say the players who love the game are those sophomores who are on the bench for varsity who may have just gone pulled up for playoffs or are allowed to sit the bench who may not get in the game but are ready to play when they get the time to step up Exactly. To so describe what up. it was like just going into your junior year, being ready to step up before COVID and all that came through. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, being in the water, just playing is a different level. And all the, I mean, all the fans that are cheering and everything, it's awesome to see. And just when you're, when your teammate scores a goal and he gets super hype, you're happy for him. You guys high five and everything you're cheering and it's, you're just going to war. I mean, it's awesome. So now let's move later into your sophomore year. How did COVID affect your water polo career? Yeah, COVID definitely had a big impact. I mean, I, it had an impact on everyone, I assume. And there was a point during our practices, we would literally have to get the ball after shooting it and get out of the water, put it in a bucket of soap, wash the ball, and then we're allowed to jump back in and shoot the ball again. I mean, it's like, what, it's like, what the heck? But we're all six feet away from each other. And it was just, we were all going through the same thing. I mean, we were, we just wanted it to be over. And I remember we were, 
uh, it was right after one of our practices. We were all in our locker room, and our coach says, I think we're going to have an extended spring break. And so when we got an extended spring break, we were having Zooms with the team, and we just started having a workout on Zoom. Like, we were doing push-ups, sit-ups, planks, like, squats, all on camera with our coach telling us what the set is and doing it all. And then later, towards closer to the summer when school was out, we ended up going to the beach to have practices and that was awesome. I mean, we would all meet at the beach at a lifeguard tower. We would start running uh, as a warm-up, and then our coach would be like, okay, go swim. So we'll go jump in the ocean and swim lifeguard towers down and then run back or sprint back. And then eventually we started getting balls in. So we had balls in the ocean. We were passing back and forth, doing drills in the ocean because all the pools were shut down. We couldn't go anywhere, and it was just crazy. And then eventually one of my close friends, Tristan Watson, he's – family decided to make an actual goal so we had two goals and we said one day we set up a whole scrimmage so we were able to play for the first time in months and it was it was awesome it was very fun everyone was a little rusty of course but we got the goals with like there there was like a, a book uh yeah boogie boards as the inflatables underneath the goals and then the post and the crossbar and everything and then he made a net and stuff so we brought it out in the water uh, brought it out in the water with paddle boards and then we'll start playing and it was awesome I mean everyone else was there and it was a great time to see everyone and play again I think the creativity of making your own goal to have a scrimmage during COVID in the ocean with boogie boards and I'm assuming probably what like PVC pipe and oh yeah random yeah. netting that's crazy like there aren't a lot of people who I think would think of even doing that in our, I guess, COVID era. So that creativity definitely, I think, fueled your passion for water polo. Yeah, I mean, just to be able to stay motivated through such a hard time when you just want to, like, you're not allowed to do anything, really. Like, gyms were closed. Everywhere was closed. It was hard for everyone. So just us being able to be outside during such a hard time in our lives was perfect. And it was a great way to get outside and spend quality time with friends and stuff. Do you think COVID gave you a better appreciation for sports, more specifically water polo? Of course. I mean, I was itching to get back. It was amazing to be back, too. And then just, like, at that time, I just started watching videos of water polo, like old video clips and stuff, just so I can get some sort of water polo in my brain because I haven't played for so long. And and then waking up and going to the beach and swimming was good. And then after, you're done for the day. Like, we only practiced for, like, two and a half hours, two hours, and then we're done. Like, there's no more games or anything so being able to go to the beach was one of the biggest things that I'm really happy for yeah Nico when I talked to him he discussed a lot about like itching to get back on a field exactly. obviously itching to get back in the pool and go play the passion that the a lot of these division three athletes have specifically for their sport is incredible and the way they've talked about dealing with COVID in high school going and still having the motivation to play in college is something incredibly inspiring so did you have a season your junior year or no? Yeah, we did because uh, COVID was like March. I mean, junior year we didn't have. Did we we didn't have school at all junior year, huh? I mean, I I mean we're from different states. I, yeah, but, I mean I was online, but we still had like a basketball season. At least for me, we did. Okay. Oh, I I know what it was. So we we had a so junior year was all online for us because of COVID, but we had a shortened season. So we only had we had way less games. But we still had a season, but there was like, yeah, there was way less games. What's like a typical length for a water polo season? It's from like, so we'll start practicing like middle of August. And that's when you have like your just first practices getting used to the team. And then we have hell week for a week or two. 
And then we have our first game, like still in summer for high school. So our first game will be like August 25th-ish, around there, like late August. And then it'll go all the way until Thanksgiving-ish, right before Thanksgiving. How many games do you guys play in the season? Oh, probably around 25, maybe 20. Okay, so your shortened season was what, like 10 to 12 games? It was like 12, 15 games. It was crazy. It went by so quick. Did that give you a greater appreciation for each game? Yeah, each game it was... I mean, each game was different because each school had different rules about who can come, if fans can come or not, and everyone's wearing masks. We had to wear a mask on the bench, so we'll get out of the water soaking wet and put yeah, a, you gotta put a mask and on. put a mask on. Yeah, we had, then, we had to do the same thing for basketball. We'd be sweating and yep. get off the court, and our ads like screaming at us to put a mask on. We're exactly, like, yeah, we are, we are, we are. Don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, but yeah, there was, it was the same thing in Utah. We had different rules for almost every school like my high school we were weren't allowed any students not even siblings only parents could go that's crazy yeah so we were given like two tickets and we had to give them to our parents i so. think we had something like that too yeah Do you, did you guys get student sections at your water polo games um <laughs> i know no. not as not as big as basketball or football of course but we had one my senior year, biggest student section I've ever seen was our second round. Of course, we lost that game, too. But <laughs> oh, no. Our, our, our second round of CIF against Long Beach Wilson, we had a big student section. That was awesome. But most of the games, it was mostly, yeah, siblings, family members. And then, yeah, a, a couple of my buddies came out. It was fun to see them. But it's hard because not a lot of people understand water polo compared to how they understand football or basketball or baseball or soccer. So, it's once they see the game, they're like, what the heck is going on when yeah. they see people switching directions so quick right. and everything. So, so now we, we finished your junior year, uh, going into your senior year. Was that when you started to think about playing in college or were you pretty set on it beforehand? Yeah, I was doing college applications, junior year, summer. So going into senior year. So that's when I kind of, my parents actually brought up the idea of playing uh division three water polo. And I never even heard about Chapman before my mom told me about it. So we we visited the school one uh, day. We just walked around, and I fell in love with it. It was quiet because um, end of COVID and stuff, but it was such a cool campus, and I love the campus. It's small enough. I always knew I wanted to go to small school in California. Love the weather. Um, so Chapman was just checked all my boxes, so that's kind of what I went with. And then I applied early decision. So, yeah, going into senior year, I knew I wanted to play uh, water polo, and Chapman was the school I wanted to play at. And if I didn't get in, I probably wouldn't have been playing water polo at any other school. This was the only school I wanted to play water polo at. What was it like reaching out to the coaches here and saying, like, hey, like, I'm interested in playing in your school. How can I get the recruiting process started? What was that like? Yeah, it was a whole different experience for me. I mean, I had a NCSA account, so I was posting highlights of me and stuff like that. And then uh, eventually emailed the coach and asked, like, What's the next step, kind of? I mean, I, I talked to one of my club coaches who also, he played at Cal Lutheran, another Skyhawk school. Um, he kind of told me about the whole thing, so he helped out a little bit. And then, of course, I knew other players that played in college already before me, so I talked to them too. But the coach just said, yeah, come out. I'll show you around campus. So I came out. Uh, me and my mom drove out, and I talked to the coach a little bit and stuff like that. And he said, like, yeah, so – Basically, you just come out and there's a tryout day, like the first day you get here, like middle of August, get here and, and you try out. And then within like the first week of trying out, you'll know if you're on the team or not. So then like the final rosters come out and then from there on, you're you're just busting your, your butt. You're playing as hard as you can, trying to be the best player for the team. And then two or three weeks later, first game and then school starts. So I got here 
I chime in like middle of August, kind of later August. And after I found out I made the team, um, that's when we all came together and had a big team meeting and talked what our goals were for the season. And our goals were to make playoffs and we did. So we, I mean, obviously our goal is to win. Like we always want to win, but that was the biggest goal was to make playoffs. And we did. So we were all happy about that. And then next year we want to do the next big thing. We we want to win. I mean, that's always the goal is to win. So, right. So let's go back to uh, later August. You said you had to try out for the team. So do they over accept the amount of athletes to try out for the water polo team and then make cuts? Yeah. So there were, I don't know how many cuts there were there, but there were quite a few. There was probably, so around, I think we have like 20 guys on our roster, maybe like 18, like three goalies and the rest are field players. And I think at the tryout, there was maybe 26, 27 of us. So yeah, a couple guys got cut, mostly freshmen. So yeah, once, if the coach says come to the tryout, you're not for sure on the team. Like you have to show him what you got. Like he's only going to take the best guys. He's not going to take everyone on the team. So just knowing that I had to out-compete a couple guys for my spot was a big motivation during the tryout. Right, of course. That's that's crazy because that's different than a lot of college sports. Because mm-hmm. like with football or basketball, it's like, hey, we offered you a spot on the team. Like with Nico, like it was, hey, we have a spot for you for football and lacrosse. If you get into the school, your spot's secured. If you don't get into the school, then you're not coming here. Yeah, we. So yeah. it wasn't, but it wasn't like Nico had to get a spot and then come try out. So that's kind of interesting how you guys have to do that. So. Or what was the preparation for that trial like for you? Yeah, so, I mean, first off, once I got into the school, I knew, okay, I'm in the school. Now it's time to try out. So, so yeah, that was step one. And then step two was to just get ready for the uh, tryout. So, I mean, I was playing club after high school ends in November-ish. You immediately start up with club a couple weeks later, and then you have Christmas off, and then you play club from December until August, uh, all leading up to Junior Olympics. So club season really gets you in shape and keeps you in shape the entire time because you have three practices, maybe four a week, and then every single weekend or every other weekend you have four games. So that's like the biggest thing to keep you in shape. And then after club season, you have like a little bit off before I I had a little bit off before I went to Chapman. So the biggest thing was to to find a pool to get into, and I'm lucky enough to be a member at a gym where they have a pool. So I was swimming, um, swimming laps every day and doing my own sets and a couple sets that maybe my coaches gave me and just making sure I made the times and try to get the fastest I could. The main priority was to keep up with the speed. Uh, just being fast in the water is one of the biggest things in water polo. Right. Of course. So let's go back to club. Let's talk about your Croatia trip. So, for reference, Luke had the opportunity with his club to go play in Croatia. Correct. And water polo, for those of you who don't know, is probably Croatia's largest sport. Other than basketball, actually, is what I was told when I was talking to the people there. Yeah. So playing against probably was some of the top talent in the world for water polo. What was that like? Yeah, for sure. One of the best talents in the world. Um, it's like everything there. I mean, everyone has everyone knows water polo. Um, but we, we get there as a team. There's probably like 15, 18 of us. Yeah. We all take a, we were all on the same flight, which is kind of cool. I'm sitting next to one of my buddies and we're just like, what the heck is happening? Like we're going to Croatia to just play water polo. So we get there and immediately the first thing we do is we have practice. 
So we're having practice with four or five uh, guys that are on the national team too. And they're just telling us this is how it's going to go and this is what we're going to do. So the amount of like, like the amount of things I learned there was crazy. It's uh, like they know so much about the sport and they taught us so many new skills and stuff like that. And then eventually when we played games against other teams, like we, we played games against like 14 year olds and they like gave us the work too. We like, we would like either barely win or barely lose. Like those are like tough games and they're only 14 years old and they're just so good. Like everyone is so good there. And then when you play guys your age, it's a whole different level. They're so much more physical, so much more stronger. It's crazy. And they shoot harder. They're faster. They're quicker. It's a whole different level. And the competitiveness is crazy. And it was a lot of fun. It was a great experience. And I'm super happy I went. And I was super happy I got the chance to go. I mean, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, no question about it. So you brought up the guys who played on the national team. So those were guys who were also on your club team, right? No, no, no. Those are no. guys that were just in Croatia that met oh, us there. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I see what you're saying. So were those guys coaching you or playing with you? They were a little bit of both. Mostly coaching us, but then during practices, they would get in and help us. Like, it's really easy. Uh, it's much easier to learn when, like, you have someone next to you in right, the water, right, right? Right. So, yeah, they would get in and show us how to do it, and then we'll try to copy them. Or they'll get in and show us moves and stuff like that. But then during the games, they're coaching us, and they're not they're not playing. So what was it like being coached uh, in Croatia by such a high level of a water polo player? Yeah, they're they like they to yell. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, and they they love to yell. Uh, it's great coaching, though. I mean, during I think the biggest takeaway was during timeouts or quarter breaks or half time, like the way they would just tell us what to do and yeah, stop being like scared of them. Like it's a whole different level. So obviously we're gonna be a little nervous and scared, but they're just telling us not to be scared and play. Like it's so nice to hear it from such a high level guy and stuff like that but it was amazing and the knowledge they have behind the sport is crazy like I learned so much and I think our whole team was super happy we went and everything yeah definitely what was the physicality like compared to high school in Croatia it's a lot more physical um the refing too they let a lot a lot lot more things slide which I kind of like because it's not it's more like you're playing kind of like pickup I guess in basketball like you kind of play more but it's a lot more physical. Every single time you're swimming, you're getting punched or jabbed at. And then especially in set, if you're guarding set or if you are set, uh, which is like the center position in the pool, um, it's physical. I mean, you're drowning at times, going underwater and fighting each other. But then once you get that ball and you shoot and you score and then you back off each other and then you go right back at it 20 seconds later. But it's awesome. It's a crazy level of physicality compared to what it is out here. What about compared to Chapman? Would you say the physicality level in Croatia is closer, or is it right about what at or right about what it is here at Chapman? Um, it's definitely closer, yeah, because um, it's a college level too. So college versus high school is a lot different too. But uh, yeah, I mean the physical level here is the same. It's it's super physical every single time you're fighting each other. But yeah, I would say definitely from Chapman and Croatia that it's pretty close. Definitely not the same, though. Okay, I got you. That makes sense. So now we're at Chapman. What does a typical day look like in season for you? Yeah, so while in school, too? Yeah. Yeah, so in school, during season, we would wake up and go to class and stuff. And then right before practice, uh, we all get together and we uh, we stretch and stuff. And then we have practice for 
two and a half hours or so and then have a little team meeting, 15 minute team meeting, maybe at the end of practice. And then after that, you're getting your work done. You're, I mean, you still have school and stuff, so you're getting homework done and you're studying for tests and quizzes uh, coming up in the next couple of days. And then your practice, uh, I mean, every day besides we have Sundays off and then Wednesday, Saturday, we normally have games. So that Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday is when we would have practices. What do you think was the thing you least least expected about college athletics, more specifically water polo? Mm. Um, what I least expected was um, I didn't expect season to go as quick as it did. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Obviously, I didn't play as much. I wasn't in the water as much as the other guys, but season went by quick. I mean, it once I mean that first game, it felt like our first game was like just a little bit ago. Uh, it was a night game and after that first game we just immediately had practice the next day and then you're just going week by week by week and the weeks go by so quick when you're with all of your teammates and everything and having fun and grinding together and just working towards your goals as an individual and as a teammate to your other teams teammates um but yeah I did not expect the season to go by as quick as it did and I'm already pumped up for next season right so you brought up your teammates, your boys. Being around you guys, you guys are like a brotherhood out there. Oh, yeah. How do you think being in such a tight-knit group like that affects how you go through practices and how you go through games? Yeah, I mean, all of us all want one thing in the end. at the end of the day, which is to win. So just going to the practice and all of us grinding out each swim set that coach gives us and all, all of us working hard during passing and shooting and scrimmaging towards the end is the main goal. I mean, if we all just give the same amount of – I mean, we all got to push each other. That's the that's the goal is to just push each other. Like if you're swimming next to one of your teammates and maybe 20 minutes before practice you guys were laughing about something, one, as soon as you get on that deck or in that pool, you guys are pushing each other to swim faster and to beat each other. And uh, if you do one swim set – one day and then you do it the next day you better beat the time you got before by a few seconds i mean you just want to keep beating yourself and beating your teammates what do you think was your favorite memory from your freshman season i would have to say the best memory at chapman for my first year i mean i didn't play during this game but just being on the bench and seeing everyone in was crazy was beating cal lutheran at home uh the first time we played them at home i mean their fans are crazy they're chirping us every time uh, we do something or anything that happens. And it was a close game. So it was great to just beat them and then look up at the stands and see that we beat them at our pool. This is our house and seeing all their fans walk away. And it was just a great experience. Hit them with, with the Dame Lillard. The Dame exactly, Lillard exactly. Yeah. And I was super happy with, I mean, me and a couple other guys didn't play, but seeing all the guys get out of the pool and just dabbing them up and everything. And they were super happy that they, that we all won together and everything. So that's definitely one of my favorite memories. And, um, yeah, I'm super happy to give it to them again next year. What is, what is the biggest misconception about division three athletes? Um, that it's, uh, easy to play division three. I mean, it's not easy to play division three. Like you still got to work. You still got to put a bunch of time out of the pool or obviously if a different sport, but you still got to put a bunch of time out of the pool and you got to work, outside of your practice times and games like you got to put your own time in go to the gym yourself and stuff like that and everyone thinks that oh I could have played d3 if if I tried or I could have done this if I did this like 
yeah, you can say that, but you gotta, you, you have to work for it. Um, it's hard. So that's why the biggest misconception is that anyone can play D3. Um, I would say, no, you gotta put 110% of your effort into trying to play there and then see if you can or not. So when I talked with Nico, he brought up the idea that he thinks Division Three players have more love for their sport compared to Division One players. In your in your opinion, in your eyes, would you say this is true, or would you debate him on it a little bit? Um, I might have to debate a little bit because I don't know. Because like, I mean, I I agree. Yeah, D D three athletes have crazy love for the game, but also like D one athletes have to have crazy love for the game too. I mean, D three is it's not year round. I mean, when you're doing off season, you're kind of doing it yourself too and having not as much off season compared to D1 athletes. So being able to play D1 and having an off season where it's you're booked almost every day as well. Like obviously it's not as tough during season, but you're still working as hard uh, during the off season. So I would say D1 and D3 athletes have about the same love for the game. I mean, I think everyone loves uh, what they do because that's why they're doing it in college because college is a whole different level. But uh, yeah, I think D3 athletes love the game, but if they were able to play D1, I think they would too. So um, yeah, but D1 athletes have to love the game a lot too because of how much they work during off season compared to D3 athletes. What is one piece of advice you would give any athlete who wants to play in college or more specifically water polo? I would say uh, put your head down and work hard. I mean, you got to grind. Um, when you have a practice at night and you're kind of debating if you want to go or not because you might have a test the next day, you better go. Like, you got to practice. You got to stay in the pool. You got to be in the pool as much as possible because if you're not in the pool for two or three days, you might be out of shape. You might lose a little bit of shape and stuff. And if you're not getting playing time, you just got to keep grinding. You got to show coach what you can do. And I know that's one of the biggest things is playing time. And if you don't get playing time, but you keep showing up and you keep working hard, you will eventually get playing time. So it might not be that year, but maybe the next year you will. So that's one of the main things is I think you got to work hard and just grind on your own. Um, outside of practices, I think you got to go to the gym as much as possible. And during weekends, if you don't have games and you, th- you think you have Saturday, Sunday off, you should get in the water at least one of those days or get in the gym or something, do something and stay active. But yeah, I think um, if you work hard and put your head down, I think you can do it. How do you stay motivated even if you aren't getting what you want? So this kind of ties back a little bit to the last question. You can say for yourself yeah. or you can say as a piece of advice for others. Um, one thing for myself is like this year, uh, at Chapman, I didn't get much playing time, but the way I stay motivated is seeing all the guys and seeing what they can do in the water and me saying, okay, I think I can do that too. So next year, uh, my goal is to just um, work hard and just hope that I can get some playing time and show coach what I can do. And that's kind of how I stay motivated. Like you see everyone, um, in the pool giving it their all like, yeah, I want to do that too. I want to show everyone that I can do this too. So that's my motivation is to be just like them and be able to do, um, what they can do. But in my way, who would you say is your biggest influence in college sports? Um, Definitely my mom and dad, I would say. I mean, without them, I don't know where I would be right now because the amount of times they've driven me to tournaments, to practices when I couldn't drive is crazy. Like every single weekend when I couldn't drive, they would, uh, even when I could drive, they would still want to come to my games and they would show up to every single game. They did not miss one game. I think 
out of my whole entire career in water polo, they either my mom or my dad has showed up to my games. Like it's crazy how much they they love me and how much they go to my games. It's awesome. So those guys are definitely my biggest influences, and I'm so happy for them. And they've showed me so much. My dad has shown me what it means to work hard and stuff, and my mom has showed me just to stay committed and to stay in the game. So I'm super grateful for them. Yeah, for sure, Luke. Obviously, your parents have been incredibly inspiring, and they still show up to every game. Oh yeah, even when yep. you aren't playing. Exactly. Yeah. So they're they're always there for sure. So now you're a business major at Chapman. Obviously, we're only freshmen, but what are you looking forward to after college as far as what you want to do with your career? Do you want to stay in the world of sports or do you want to move outside of it? Um, I mean, sports has always been a big part of my life. I would always want to be part of sports, but I think I want to do something else outside of sports. And of course, if um, I think coaching water polo, water polo would be cool, but I couldn't see myself being the main coach, like the head coach of a school or of a club or anything. But I can definitely see myself helping out maybe a practice a week or something like that or being an assistant coach maybe or something. But I definitely want to pursue something else uh, after college and try something new. Yeah, definitely. Luke, a man of the culture, doing it for the youngins in the future, hopefully. But that being said, that concludes our second episode. Luke, shout out to you, man. Thank you so much for being here, giving us some great insight on what it means to be a Division three water polo player. But with that being said... Luke, count us out, baby. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Of course, it's been a pleasure. Hey, guys. My name is Luke Stiebel. This is The Locker Room, where sports unite us and stories inspire us. Signing off. Peace.